gorgeous souls. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Living podcast. I'm so excited to connect with you all. So go make yourself comfortable and settle in for some deep soul talk, high vibes and a good dose of laughter. So this is a sacred place that I've created where we're going to be talking about all things related to feminine leadership, spiritual entrepreneurship, money, energetics and soul purpose. My name's Alara Dawn and I'm a coach for feminine spiritual entrepreneurs who desire to expand to the next level of freedom, wealth, joy and pleasure. I help women take back their power, rewrite their stories and create soul-aligned lives and businesses. You can come and join me in the Awakened Feminine Soulpreneur group on Facebook that's free and I'd love to welcome you there. Or you can connect with me on Instagram, which is Pure Light Alara. You can also check out all the regular free, powerful, energetic activations and courses on my site, www.purelight1111.com. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome, gorgeous souls. So today's um, session, I would say get yourself a pen and paper, actually. Um, This one is going to be useful for you to really tune into body sensations So maybe spend some time grounding, um, bringing the body consciousness uh, forward so that you are letting it know that you want some feedback. And we're going to be talking about power today. And in particular, where in the more spiritual communities, light workers, healers, etc., have a full, often rejection of power altogether. Um, Almost this swinging in polarities. I see a lot of it. Um, And this is also a loop that keeps them trapped on a consciousness level. So rejecting anything that's deemed to be dark, you know, following the kind of just the love and light stuff or not really going to anything that feels slightly uncomfortable or unknown, where actually that's where usually the gifts are kind of held. So I want to actually reframe something for you. So power, I want you to maybe write, what are the top five things that come up for you? What are the five things that come to mind when you just even think of the word power? Does it bring up a sense of inner knowing about your own power? Or does it actually bring up more to do with wounding around um, dynamics where you feel you have been overpowered by somebody or where you have perhaps even abused your own power over somebody, so there might be some guilt and shame there. So I'm, I'm kind of dipping into a few things, because all of these perceptions around power, and we use the word power a lot in kind of the healing world, and um, and I guess really depicting different scenarios that have got on, But often these stories of what we believe we've done with power aren't actually true. They're actually setting up a kind of story or dynamic in the drama triangle, firstly. But they also in... Okay, let's have a look. How can I bring this through? Um, What would be the best thing as a construct disruptive program to have running through the collective fields that actually stops um, a high demographic of light workers, spiritually awakened, powerful souls. It's to have them fear their own power. It's to have them believe that power is something that can be taken from them, that can be um, abused, and that um, it's something to be avoided to be very, very frightened of those in power. So that feeds into 
hierarchy, which is the the old system of what we're dismantling, the patriarchal side of things. It's a corrupted program, meaning it's a storyline. It's a very deep embedded collective belief. It will obviously be compounded through many, many lifetimes and lineages, through, you know, woundings, through your ancestral pieces. Um, so yes, it holds a lot of um, charge, shall we say. But actually power doesn't corrupt. Although in many of these uh, polarizing kind of spiritual communities and also the messaging that is you've got to remember there is a huge agenda for us to remain in separation consciousness them and us good and bad black and white evil blah 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 you know it all we know the storyline when we actually talk about it like this but then often very unconsciously when you're going about your day-to-day you'll be making very subtle judgments and making separation kind of um choices Uh, Because you are in some level running um, into some of these programs, which are part of the matrix. So power doesn't actually corrupt, it reveals. I'm going to say that again. Power doesn't corrupt, it reveals. So if you can imagine that your main PowerPoint is your soul essence, your soul frequency holds its own unique tone and harmonic. That is your 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 um your art form, your gift, your luminous self being on this planet, yeah now, if we can imagine that each one of us, even those that are choosing not to access that source of energy, we all have that channel of energy, and we all have access to um, that soul frequency that's unique to us. But we have a level, because remember, we're talking light and sound when we're talking in this universe, when we start to step out of the the meat suit realm and the drama triangle and the soap operas and the storylines and the mythology. When we step away from that, we know it's light and sound. So when we start to really take ourselves into a higher perspective consciousness, which starts to really drop away from those kind of drama, it's like the pantomime of the 3D pretty much we begin to actually realize that the light is either free-flowing, meaning it's flowing through the vessel, out through our energy fields, through the, the energetic plane, shall we say, and we are creating into the quantum field and whatever is in reflection for what's going on inside of us, that is what then shows up in our reality. So when the soul has its own, you know, intentions, timelines, all the rest of it, all distortions, those are also going to show up in the, you know, the the reality that we're creating or that we are part of because we're co-creating, we're being influenced by each other's choices and decisions. You know, we know that by we're following leaders who are quite clearly the power that they have is coming through fractured lenses. So they are running certain wounding programs, illusions that are not actually part of their souls. And in doing so, they are operating under the guise of who they think they are and creating realities, utilizing those distortions and fractions. So power actually reveals how integrated or fractured you actually are. So if we can actually recognize that when we... um, 
look at these leaders, they may on a very 3D superficial level look like they have their lives together. But you see the kind of chaos and the leadership and the corruption and the, the lies and the discord. That's a, that's a huge amount of energetic um, misalignment. And then you've got a ton of other people souls that are aligned to that level of lack of integrity and they too are operating and organizing their energy in the same way and if you remember that we each belief holds a certain frequency so we will often be attracted to those that hold similar frequency beliefs as us same woundings as us until we heal them and that all feeds into the collective belief system so you end up with these collectives that are as blind as each other basically the blind leading the blind and, you know, they're all getting a reflection back from themselves around they think validation because there's so many people that all think and feel in the same way as them. And, and they together are collectively creating this, you know, mass chaos through their distorted fields. We have so much evidence to support in politics of those people acting from non-integrated places. So this is why at this great awakening time, we're being guided to break the inner chains that we are still holding on to, to follow the old model of guru worship, idol worship, politician worship, because it's not our leaders in those capacities now that are truly going to be the, the luminaries, the light leaders that are integrated and are actually bringing much of their soul frequency through you know, it's not that they have no veils because that's not the case because as our consciousness evolves and we move to different levels, we unpeel another piece, but they are going to be acting more in soul integrity. Um, and that is going to be not only for their own, you know, just expression of being on this planet, but especially in those kind of roles, they will be looking at the wider impact to the collectives and, you know, everything they touch, how does it have a bigger impact? You know, greater good of all very, very different energy set point, very different use of power. Yeah. So when we fear what power means, because we are believing it to be um, only the abuse, or we call it the distorted, fractured, wounded use of power. And that could also be an abusive parent or whatever else it is you've come across. When we limit ourselves to polarize what power means, we shut our own connection off to our own, fearing that in some level to have it means that we would become that which we have separated from ourselves because we've deemed them to be evil, bad, frightening, whatever else. And when we go in and do the deeper work, we realize that that is just a outcome of our own way of being able to integrate an experience that we went through and we've created a narrative around that to place, you know, you in the victim role, them in the persecutor role, uh, or whatever that dynamic was. And that becomes a bit of a comfortable storyline. And you'll find that there'll be patterns of that. And the theme throughout all of that, sorry, my computer's made a little noise there. Um, the theme throughout all of that is that you begin to very unconsciously craft a story for yourself of what you expect. And if you think our thoughts and your emotions are driving how your body feels, it's affecting uh, the choices you make. And if you are often in a storyline running in the background unconsciously, and it's the pattern that you are 
driving the car, you know, your body and you're going, right, okay, well, I want to avoid this. So I need to be acting in this certain way. You find actually you are trying to avoid the stories that repeating the stories that you've created in your mind rather than actually authentically tapping into your truth, your power, your intuition and, and utilizing that guiding system and how it feels good in your body and that momentum than running this fear of fear of your own power, fear of supposed abuse of power. It actually keeps us out of it. And there's so many people that um, then get mixed up with the, you know, think about it. This is a 3D matrix control program. It's a corrupted program. It's not truth. Because power doesn't corrupt. Neither does money. You can use money in very different ways. Of course you can. But that is not money that there is something wrong with the money. So when, again, if we want to think about all these powerful people that have this potential to change the whole trajectory of the planet, well, they can't do much if they haven't got money to support them. So let's, let's make them fear money, demonize money, separate themselves from money. Let's make them really believe that they need to be so adverse to money that they will pretty much find every which way to not claim their divine inheritance. That is a undercurrent corrupted program through the 3D matrix. And that is something that is um, really to be picked apart. Like, what are you holding yourself back for? And often this becomes a secondary layer. So we then get over the, okay, right, I'm going to second to my power. I'm going to, you know, be fully authentically expressing myself in whatever way. But then it's like, okay, well, I can't get my money together. And actually, like, if I'm really wealthy doing this, then I've got to leave all these people behind. And, and you know, we start basically creating further stories that kept us back in being, you know, the victim or the, the poor waif or the whatever else it was. Because again, we're used to that set point. We're used to that storyline that we've given ourselves. We're used to believing that it's only those that are in power that have all the money that are corrupted. Therefore, money and power is corrupt. Therefore, if we're going to be these good people, you know, making positive change in the world, then we have to do it through like basically blood, sweat and tears, struggle, climbing mountains. Um, you know, we're going to do it in some trade-off thing doesn't work like that it's not scalable really isn't scalable and of course there'll be lots of little projects that do things like that but that is not going to be massively uh long-term scalable industries by doing traded exchange because you're just trading your your energy for time or time for energy vice versa again that's a trap you you know whether you're exchanging your i'll bake you a cake and you bake me a loaf of bread type exchange um, that's your time, your energy and your resources, whether it's bread or whether it's you sat at your desk in an office for 12 hours a day. Um, we have to start picking this stuff apart because these programs are very strong in the light worker awakening communities. And we find that there is a very strong resonance that you have a ton of people that end up really trying. To, and this is part of the corrupted ascension model as well. Um, you know, so focused on, you know, let go of the material world. Well, that's a really convenient program, isn't it? Because if you want to let go of the material world, then you're not going to ground any of your life-changing books or, 
you know, new processes or changing things in the community or bringing through a new education, you're not going to do any of that. Firstly, because you're too scared of your power. Secondly, even if you claimed your power and decided that you're going to make these changes, you can't actually fund it. You can't actually run your own life and do it. And then thirdly, you will end up, you know, just avoiding this stuff. So it's like this kind of um, lot of corruption patterns, we will say, in this narrative that keeps us really staying where we are or finding that we're trying to avoid being in the physical body, we're trying to avoid um, being in the material world. You cannot launch a business if you are trying to avoid being in the material world. It's very hard to get out there and have impact and be seen if energetically you are focusing yourself on desperately not being seen. You create architecture in your energy field so that you you pretty much are invisible. And I've seen people do this with their business and themselves unconsciously. That's how powerful you are. So when you're working in these communities, if everyone around you is in the same level of struggle, you're in the wrong community. You want to get into the community where people are thriving and then you raise your set point and work out, well, what are they doing? Like, what have they discovered? What have they overcome? Like, how can I... um, through some level of like upgrade osmosis, being around, you know, those that are on the rise, how can I surround myself by those people? Because they've figured something out that I haven't. And by being around successful people, I will be able to accelerate my level of success. And by being around people that are having um, exponential impact, whilst also having wealth and joy and, you know, worldly enjoyment in their lives... If I'm surrounding myself by those types of people and I'm seeing that they're actually making massive impact and giving away millions and really making big changes, if I'm surrounded by them and I have conversations with those types of people, I'm going to naturally grow. I'm going to be able to expand my level of consciousness of what I think is possible for me. I'm going to be able to see that, you know, power and money is not, you know, demonized. I'm going to be able to see that power and money actually has the impact for greater good. And if that is in the hands of people that are wanting to make positive change on this planet, then they can do that for their families. They can do that for all those that are in those those communities. But if I, if I surround myself by people that are stuck in victim consciousness and that are thinking that struggle is part of the spiritual path and actually thinking that that actually is some kind of like, um, what's the word for it? puritanical elitist uh way of doing it then you're only going to be as they say you're only as powerful as the weakest person in your communities so if you have somebody you know in those communities there's going to be a lot of that a lot of chaos a lot of victim a lot of you know avoiding stepping into full self-responsibility um, and I can see how easy it is for people when they go on an awakening journey to end up in these communities because, you know, you, you kind of desperate, you need some help. And um, I've seen people that have been very, very successful get caught up in this kind of stuff and almost brainwashed into giving away their materialist, you know, the material things like the car, the furniture, all of this kind of bonkers stuff. And that's dangerous, really dangerous. It's cult-like in some of these groups as well. So I'm sharing this with you just because, um, you know, I felt that power is something that as women, we will be um, really, really having to challenge 
deeper levels of our understanding of power. Um, also around the power of our sexual energy is a big one for women to be um, really owning and having to recognize that it doesn't serve us to hold on to the constructs of um, the fear of having that power and then that power taken from us because that's part of the, the patriarchal abuse lines and the threats and stuff that's, you know, we've been pretty much energy harvested or, you know, raped and pillaged and all the rest of it, um, is unpicking those pieces so that we can actually stand and allow ourselves our divine right to run our energies in the way that we are, you know, divinely guided and created to. Um, and recognizing that the 3D matrix patriarchal bullshit that runs through these fields, that's through our societies that we're so blind to because we've been educated through every book we've read, everything that we've been taught, has been to suppress us from our power, from money, and from our sexual energy. So I'm going to be running um, the Luminous Empress uh, New World Creator, which is a six-week immersion starting the 14th of April. This is super transformational, super powerful, and we're being asked to do some collective work because there is a big piece of um, grid work that needs to be done because on the 14th of February is Valentine's Day, the biggest expression of conditional love created by man-made uh, gift services, marketers, um, to make us think that that is really an expression of love. And again, it's just more bullshit. But we need um, something shifted in the collective so that people start to question why they are being manipulated into believing that that is all they're worth. And there's a lot of money behind this stuff. So when we do something like this kind of level work that I'm talking about, it means that it releases something so that the unseen can be seen by the collective um, and that creates a ripple effect. So it will be a mass level of consciousness shift. I was shown karmic relationships beginning to dismantle in the next three to six months um, as that kind of level of that veil is being lifted for them so they can access something, see the discord and start to often be catapulted out of things that weren't very comfortable for them so this work helps on multiple levels but for yourself your lineage your monadic group your soul group I work at multiple levels so we're going to be first off integrating uh well dismantling the corrupted 3d programs for the lover archetype the queen archetype and the empress so the lover archetype will be really looking at your bliss your orgasmic energy, getting back into the body. We're going to be looking at uh, PTSD um, protocols that I will run. We will also be healing the wound of the feminine, which is the dark sisterhood piece uh, where we were pitted against each other, which is, again, more patriarchal bullshit. Um, and that wounding that that creates, because often if there are women that are running the lover energy, we've often, you know, got a lot of attack from other women, not just men. So the lover energy allows us really to embody pleasure, to be our own sacred lover, knowing that if we don't have a good relationship with ourselves, we cannot manifest a good relationship with somebody else. And it takes us out of the people pleasing because that is a block to pleasure. Um, it means that we become our own sacred divine lover. 
I'm going to be using my Soul Architect series technology. So we'll be working at multiple different levels. And I will also be giving you particular um, energetic transmissions, um, orgasmic breath work, um, homework, should we say, or, or tools that you can use so that you can start to integrate some of this stuff in your day to day. So it actually raises your frequency and starts to be your default. But also I'm going to be showing you um, how to use this um, simply in about 10 minutes for manifestation. And that is something that is bringing in wisdom from um, ancient Hathor lineage, which my soul holds. So that's really deep dive first couple of weeks. Obviously, I'm just giving you surface level because as soon as the community and the group comes together, then we, um, we, we bring up whatever is needed for the group. The queen archetype is super interesting because the current models we have as templates are distorted. The queen is highly preoccupied by having a king. She can be obsessed by love or the relationship. Um, so much so that, you know, she allows herself to have this man that she often projects and calls a king, even though he isn't actually holding the king frequency or, or demonstrating anything for her. And she sometimes actually pushes her own power away or doesn't step into her own path and purpose until she thinks she has the king. And this happens a lot in the spiritual communities. We've got these people that are selling programs on, you know, about their own relationships. Like, we're all unique. We're all learning. Um, but if you are thinking that you cannot get out there and teach or do whatever because you do not emulate, you know, having a partner to do it with you, if you hold the distorted queen archetype, you will often find that this is some of the way that you're running your energy. Um, the queen also, it's about leadership. You know, the distorted queen will compete with other women. She'll be jealous. She will have the dark sisterhood stuff come up. She will find that, you know, she will have had that in her communities and groups. So again, not always safe for her to be in her power. We've also got another layer as well, which is the warrior queen. And the warrior queen has been so used to battling that often she's looking for a fight. So she, she attracts it. So we're going to be dismantling so much so that you can actually... Then once we've got the healthy lover energy, we then can have the healthy queen energy, which essentially means she queens, she crowns herself and the man becomes the cherry on the cake, not the cake. And she actually pulls all of her energy and her creativity and her um, inner authority back to herself, knowing when we understand the holographic nature is all a outer reflection is always a reflection of what's going on inside. And that's obviously totally different to what the 3D matrix wants us to believe. It's only once you've done those two bits, we then start to work on the empress energy. And the empress energy is really interesting because the empress energy is also distorted because many artists had a muse and that was the empress energy. And she was actually energy harvested. Um, and we will be looking at the sexual harvesting that has been occurring and many women have shared in my groups that they have experienced. This may also have happened. You've been in a partnership with someone and suddenly they're money's booming, their life's going great, they're getting new business, but you're depleted. And it's because you are allowing yourself to be basically siphoned. So your creative energy goes into their creations rather than your own. Um, so we're going to be dismantling that because that again is a corrupted program that you are running. It's a template, it's an archetype that you are running from. And once we shift this stuff up and obviously do the, the deeper level kind of trauma work and everything, and we ground it with the real world um, behavioral shifts that you have, 
We then, once those three pieces are done, we can then actually anchor in the new archetype template of the luminous empress. She is the creatrix. She is out there recognizing her power, but she she organizes her energy so differently and that she knows that by giving more to herself, she has the energy for the, the constant rebirthing experience, the constant birthing of ideas. She is constantly creating it. She's a powerhouse. And she knows that when she nourishes herself, it essentially benefits the whole empire. So she's actually recognizing that her value on this earth is not to be somebody else's life force. It's actually like her, just her being here is a gift. Recognizing that anything that she touches and creates is also an offering and a gift. She is not of service. She's not here like through the patriarchal belief system that you're here to serve others. Therefore, you've got to be healing them, producing something new, creating something new, always working. That is the 3D matrix bullshit. And it's massively been plugged into these women that hold this level of um, power. And also those that are aligned to that, not all women are going to be aligned to this kind of new template. This is an opportunity for those that are stepping up to actually become the role model. Um, I did my three-day masterclass about a week ago and I shared, you know, how the dysfunctional role models are being presented to us through Hollywood, through stories. So that is why we've got so much distortion in the way that women are operating because they're plugging into these distorted, patriarchal, sanitized role models and the same goes for goddesses as well. Many of the goddesses became sanitized as soon as different religious orders came in. So we've got to remember when we are um, utilizing them for role model templates, we are only able to access a fractured amount of our own energy. So my work is deeply to bring women into their wholeness and into their power because we haven't seen that on this planet before. And certainly not through this patriarchal rule, which is why, you know, the pot's getting stirred. I, I shared in an earlier podcast that I tapped into the dark brotherhood. The Many of these men are quite jealous at the level of transformation that women are having and the level that they are breaking free from their past. Because even the men that did wake up that are part of more patriarchal societies or dark brotherhoods even... Um, it's going to be quite hard for them to be able to do the work needed to change and emancipate themselves because society hasn't got enough of a role model structure for them to align to. Therefore, we have obviously, you know, a lot of women have been kind of tired by the level of work that we've been doing for ourselves and the communities and, you know, the global picture. Um, but I feel that this is the time that we're starting to harvest the fruits. This is the time that we are now getting to carve out the new identities, carve out the new realities we want for ourselves. And, you know, there are going to be some people that are aligned and some that aren't, but we're not, we're not here uh, for the applause. We're here to be uniquely ourselves, knowing that that is actually the biggest gift we can actually give, especially when we're um, embodying uh, these templates because it means that others can actually acclimatize to the new archetype fields, which mean fully expressed without all of the dysfunction. So for some, this you know might not land because you're still very locked into archetypes, meaning myth, story, legend. 
Myth, story and legend has been written by man, meaning it's man-made. It's through the lens of whatever uh, construct those people had at that time. Could be hundreds of years ago. You know, the construct of what they thought of women at that time was very distorted. Therefore, when we start to run our energy and storylines, and some people actually end up thinking they are the archetype rather than it's actually an access point to the energy of it, um, we see a lot of confusion. So this is our opportunity to shift our inner architecture and at soul level so that we start to allow more of our source energy soul to access the world through a very different non-fractured lens, meaning that we get to shine our light and we start to actually reflect back and create a very different reality for ourselves because our inner alchemy is completely, it's completely different. And we're accessing also all of our, our energy uh, resources in a way that women haven't been templated on this planet to do. The closest time when women were probably doing it was probably more around the ancient Egyptian time. And it was those that were initiated in it. They were spending many, many years mastering this stuff through the Isis cult or the Hathor cult. So that's where my some of my soul lineages come in from. And that's where I channel and bring this through because this needs to be rebirthed these are things that we need to be able to bring into our day-to-day share with our daughters and um, allow others to fully embody because it was the patriarchy that shut those temples down and now it's for us the only way that we shift the patriarchal societies is we begin to dismantle ourselves from the level of programs that are keeping us limited and we begin to um, come from a level of deep self-authority in how we organize our energy as a core, not just changing how we dress. It's not just the outer shifts. It's we need to do the inner pieces so we can hold our energy differently. And then we'll start to notice that what we're attracting in our world completely radically shifts and we can express and dress whatever we want, like, you know, ultimately, um, whatever feels most aligned and expressive and sensual and, you know, brings out that that level of connection with self. Um, so this is very much about embodiment. This is about being in the body, not rejecting it. It's not all about purity and playing with angels. It's like, you know, there are times and places for that, but ultimately this is a very much moving into an em- fully embodied, actualized woman um, in her power, but in a very deep yeah, creatrix power is just very, very magnetic, very, very um, powerful. And this is why we have, that's why I did the uh, the podcast on power, because, you know, if this triggers the hell out of you, then you're, you're going to find it very hard. You won't be able to actually do any of this kind of deeper work because you're going to be so deeply triggered by what you've perceived that to be. Hence why it's so important that if that is coming up for you, you know that that's a wound there's a gift there and that's something to be transformed so that you can access more of who you truly are. Um, and that's what my spaces do. Um, you get a unique opportunity to have close proximity to me and get that guidance, that support and all of the energetic, um, support, wisdom, powerful healing that's needed, um, in a really short amount of time. So it, it will be like a, a rebirth. You're like, you're letting go of so much, um, but also recalibrating into something completely new. And I, I did actually write about 2022 being a metamorphosis year, and I completely agree with that. So, you know, allow this to be your year. 
not because you're hoping something good's going to happen. It's because you're deciding it, because you're choosing it, because you know you're the one that is the creator influence of your own reality. So if it's not here yet, the, the, the veils that you're working through are fractured. We need to sort those out so more of your light can express and you can actually start reflecting back to you the reality you desire. It means you're always in control. And that is your power. That's you allowing more of your power to be flooded through your vessel out into the world and and things will start to come to you. It's hugely magnetic. So super excited to be sharing that. If this resonates with you, I've also included the sales page in the um, body of the iTunes uh, description. And um, yeah, reach out to me through the website or um, DM me if you have any questions on that. But I'm super excited to be bringing that collective women together that are, you know, ready to let go of all this crap, basically, and release ourselves like now is the time. Sending you all lots of love. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today, gorgeous souls. And if you're enjoying the Soul Line Living podcast, I'd be so grateful if you would give it a review. That would be absolutely amazing. Thank you to you all and look forward to sharing the next episode with you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.